I chased him down the helicopter. After the fuss you made about getting left behind. Yeah, but that's what I thought. I was the crewman that stays on the ship and something is up there and it kills me. But now I'm taking on the guy who gets killed by some monster five minutes after we land on the planet. You're not going to die on the planet, guy. I'm not? What's my last name? It's, uh, um, um, Nobody knows. You know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm going to die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. Do I? Do I? Yes. For all you know, I just come in. Number six. Bobby. 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 Are we there yet? Bobby. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. I'm Red. I'm Rob. And this week we look at the film that apparently gives a somewhat accurate portrayal of the actors and fans of popular sci-fi television shows about aliens who enlist the aid of a sci-fi cast to fight their galactic foe, starring Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, and Tim Allen. It's 1999's Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it was. But first, uh, let's go over some news. What do you got this week, Red? Ryan Reynolds has rewarded a guy that rerouted uh, traffic from the Avengers Endgame to the Deadpool website. Oh, really? And what did he do? Well, apparently anytime they went to AvengersEndgame.com, they... uh, Went to Deadpool. It was sweet. Right, yeah. So so Rob mentioned that, uh, what was it, last week or the week before? Last um, week. Yeah, it was last week that um, the the person that owned the domain uh, Avengers Endgame uh, routed that domain name to, to point to the Deadpool 2 uh, page. So uh, he, he just he, wants some free tickets. Yeah, he just basically wanted some some tickets to the premiere. So what did Ryan Reynolds give this lucky do-gooder? Oh, well, let me get back to the side. I thought, well, you know, piss on this. I already do it. I don't have to do anything. He gave him a super cool attache. <laughs> nice. It's this really cool looking, like, um, if it, if you were, if, if you were the president of the United States, you know, you got the, the, the military guy that runs around with what they call the football. Mm -hmm. This would be seriously cool inside this, right? It is absolutely amazing. He said he'll trade it immediately for two tickets to the premiere. (laughs) <laughs> However, he really wants to go to that movie. What uh, what he got? It looks similar to the Tesseract size case. Okay, and it com- it contains a pair of Master and Dynamic headphones with an aviation travel cocktail kit. Nice. So, I mean, it is really boss. I'll uh, include a link to the article. Very cool. This is off Sci-Fi Wire. These guys are awesome. But yeah, I saw that and I just I had to share that one because you know it's like, dude, this is really cool. You know, we're going to encourage. I wouldn't call it felonious activity. However, it definitely has some style. 
Very cool. What else? And you that's got? the news I got. That's the news you got. What do you got this week, Rob? Uh, well, I got a couple things. One, uh, we had a uh, new trailer come out for the Godzilla uh, movie that's being made. You know, that has another Mothma. one. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, Yawn. Uh, do what? Yawn. Yeah, right. I'm not excited about it at all. I just thought, hey, you know, I know Red likes Godzilla. Hey, um, it's a fun, it's a fun old franchise from my drive-in days back as a kid. Okay, all right. Uh, the other thing that I had, we had. Uh, are you even news. old enough to remember drive-ins? <laughs> I have no idea what those are, and I really don't care because if it comes out of your mouth, it's old and rusty. Damn. Oh, sick burn. Um, Let's see. Where was I? Oh, uh, so Star Trek news. A couple things. A new trailer for Discovery came out. I know you guys aren't all excited about that. Um, But then I read an article here uh, that said that William Shatner wishes he hadn't directed Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Really? Why? Oh, it wasn't that uh, bad a show? Uh, you know, it. Uh, uh, and uh, basically, it's just uh, you know, it was a little harder than what he was expecting. Um, uh, I guess he didn't think it was a good. What? Uh, uh, well, I see, he said he had a choice. He could accept the compromise or refuse to direct the movie. Uh, he made a mistake and accepted the compromise, which doomed the picture from the beginning. So he basically, he basically is uh, insinuating that the, I guess, the writing or what the uh, studio wanted wasn't up to par, or with now, what he wanted to do. Final Frontier number five. That was the one with Spock's brother. No, yes, yes that's the uh, God Complex one. Right, right. Yes. Okay, so yeah. that was that was a pretty weak. Entry in the in the mm. Star Trek franchise, yeah. But you got but to watch, uh, you got to next, watch uh, some belly dancing going on. Well, and there are some major flaws with the entire show. For example, the entire redesign of the bridge. Where the heck did Uhura get giant feather plumes? <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's innumerable inconsistencies in the editing. However, Next Gen had their little faux pas with their, well, what was that? The one, it was the episode where they had that TIE Fighter Defender X-Wing joystick that Riker oh, got yeah, to use yeah, to fly yeah. the ship, and everybody yeah. was staying young that was, or something. Uh, that was Insurrection. Yeah, that was a real stinker. Yeah, that was. So I'm I not mean, saying it's not the worst one out there. Paramount's got a trip once in a while. Right. All right, what else you got, Rob? Uh, that was that was it. And well, in reading this uh, article, apparently there was a favored nations clause in his contract uh, that basically said that him and Leonard Nimoy would have the same pay. He and uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he and Leonard Nimoy would have the same pay. Uh, and a contract dispute came up because Nim- uh, Leonard got to direct two uh, movies. And Shatner didn't get to. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nimoy <laughs> didn't want a pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was, I was like, okay, I didn't know that they were uh, contractually obligated to get the same amount of money for those movies. Oh, so, yeah. Or yeah. same fare. Or, I mean, like, you know, oh, he got to direct, so I get to direct type of deal. 
Right. So, and that brings to mind something I forgot a little more sci-fi news. I was uh, watching some excerpts from the Emmys this year. Star Trek was honored. Boy, did they fill the stage too. They had over 150 people on the stage. Oh my God. From all the different Star Trek franchises. They, they had all the different series. They had several of the actors, several of the technical people Why? up there. Shatner, they, they got uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award, basically. Oh. And um, they announced that I thought was rather impressive. Over the decades, Star Trek has received 30 Emmys and over 80 nominations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's well awarded. It's been around. And of for course, a long William time, Shatner but... was the one that came out. Sure, uh, he's the one that accepted on behalf of. No, uh, who's his boyfriend? CBS. And I thought it was funny because I thought he was going to say NBC. I was really hoping for a Freudian, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a Freudian slip, a little dementia. Did he have any series on on NBC? Was like T.J. Hooker also on CBS or? I don't recall. Let's do a little research on the fly. Yeah, you do a little research on the fly, and I'll get what to you my got? news. So the first item that I have this week is um, it looks like NASA is giving some friendly advice on uh, what they what uh, Marvel should do to rescue Tony Stark, who is currently lost in space. Oh, yeah? What's that advice? Um, they basically said, uh, scan the skies looking for them. And, uh, if Marvel needed any additional assistance to, uh, to let NASA know. Nice. It, was a, it was a nice little Twitter exchange between Marvel and NASA. It was pretty cute. Oh, I like that. They should turn that over actually from NASA to the Space Force. <laughs> that can yeah, be their the first Space mission. Force. Okay. Uh, Rescue 911 was carried on CBS and TJ Hooker was ABC. ABC, that's right, that's right. And, not science fiction at all, but I watched it last night. It's available on YouTube in very good definition. The sound quality of the picture was great on YouTube. Do you recall an old TV show from ABC, as a, just a movie of the week type thing, The Midnight Hour? The Midnight no. Hour. I say this because, believe it or not, it's it's about a bunch of high school kids that wake up the evil of the of the universe, and they're going to be killed by monsters from a graveyard until they perform a ritual to stop it all. It's actually not a bad little story. It's got a couple of campy moments in it, and it has a 28-year-old LeVar Burton playing a high school senior. No kidding? Yes. It also has Peter DeLuise in it and uh, Sherry Belafonte. And, uh, yeah, Peter DeLuise was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, we're talking very boyish, very young. And, actually, it's not a bad script at all. You can definitely tell where they lightened it up a few places for network uh, TV broadcast. But it was a, I remember enjoying it when I was a teenager, and I enjoyed it again. But, yeah, it's got LeVar Burton in it, so it counts. Very cool. So my next item is... Both of you know who James Corden is, right? No. Mm-hmm. What? Yep, yep. Late no. night with James. He's the Corden. one. Yeah, he's the one who basically took over for Craig Ferguson. Oh, that's why I don't know. I stopped watching. So yeah, he's he's another British guy who took over for uh, James Ferguson whenever Colbert took over for Letterman. 
his production company, which is Full Well 73, is going to produce a new sci-fi drama series called Embody. Uh, it's basically about a blind special agent that fights crime by inhabiting other people's bodies. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, it looks actually pretty cool. Um, I think it comes out, well, I'm not sure uh, when it comes out. They didn't give a, they didn't give a, a release date, but... Um, yeah, that's that's been uh, that's been. I don't know late. why it popped into my head, but that made me think of a show that I think was ahead of its time. Do you remember the Dresden Files? Somewhat. Guys, uh, it was kind of like Doctor Strange meets the X Files. Yeah, he was a private eye that um, was also a wizard. I that thought was that on show sci-fi, was, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. that show was really cool. It was just about. 10, 15 years ahead of its time, though. I think it'd have a good audience now if they were to remake it. Yeah, Make it a bit darker, a bit I edgier. I vaguely remember that show being on, but I don't think I ever caught any of it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was kind of fun. Uh, my final You're news only item of two. the week. You get to hush now. You're showing us up, man. That's not right. Well, because I do actual research. I prepare. Oh, hey, I thought I did pretty well stepping outside of the <laughs> ship with the pew-pew thing from you, our last episode. You did, you did. I did <laughs> superhero latex crap. <laughs> so my last news item of the week is uh, Captive State trailer is out. So um, this is a sci-fi series that's going to be releasing on March 29th. Uh, this is basically about um, well, it's a show that shows the uh, shows an alien invasion from both sides of the equation. Show it so it shows the invasion from both the invaders and uh, the point of view from a, a resistance uh, effort that's going on. Uh, this show has John Goodman in it, which I'm excited about because I don't think I've ever watched anything well. So I think I've only watched like one, maybe two things that John Goodman's been in that's been awful. Um, King Ralph being one of those. I uh, love that show. What? Are you serious? I loved King didn't Ralph. Didn't that have... Uh, oh, my God. Goodness. Uh, that had great balls of fire in it, didn't it? Who? Didn't he play, didn't he play <laughs> yeah. that on the piano during uh, the harpsichord, movie? actually. Yeah. Oh, harpsichord. Yeah. Played yeah. it on a harpsichord. Yeah, I thought it was great. Oh, my God. Uh, this also has Vera Farmiga in it and Ashton Sanders. So that comes out on March 29th. Looking forward to that. It looks actually pretty pretty compelling. You didn't like so. King Ralph. I did not like King Ralph. That was a dumb movie. Well, it was just meant to be a silly comedy. I understand it's supposed to be a silly comedy, but man, Cultural that was differences. just really stupid. Oh, I thought it had a sweet message. He did his best. <laughs> in a Marmaduke Keithcliff kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. All right, so uh, you guys ready for the crawl? Bike grab Thor's hammer, let's do the crawl. Oh, oh my gosh. Listen yeah. To Are we going to have to fucking do this the entire show? <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> we can call it, I don't know, say a pod. Crawl? The pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Excellent! Insert it deep! Pod crawl! 
kind of like a space suppository full of information. Galaxy Quest answers the question, what if the most rabid fans of your sci-fi television show are from another planet? The cast of the Galaxy Quest is relegated to convention appearances due to stalled careers after a popular sci-fi show from 17 years previous. Bitter rivalries and clashing tropes fill the roster while just about every cosplay and con attendee stereotype stand in line for autographs. Blending in like they were born at sci-fi cons are the Thermians, an alien race who are being wedged by reptilian space bullies led by General Ceres. The Thermains recruit Jason Nesmith, the commander on the show, to negotiate a peace agreement with Ceres. Jason, in a hangover haze, thinks the negotiation is an elaborate staged event and proceeds to shatter any hopes of peace by attacking Ceres and then returning to Earth by being ejaculated by the space station he thought was a studio set. <laughs> Donning his crazy pants, Jason shows up late again to a grand opening and signing event and tries to convince his former co-stars that aliens are real and he is a real spaceman. The Thermians show back up to let him know in the most polite way possible that he fucked things up and now they need him to fight a war. They ejaculate him, his four co-stars and a former extra back up to the station where they reveal they have recreated a working replica of the ship from the show called The Protector. Crewed up, Jason and the rest of the cast fake their way through a launch and their first encounter with a pirate patch General Ceres who hands them their ass in the first ship-to-ship -ship battle. Barely escaping, their reactor core is blown but there just happens to be a planet with ready-made cores just waiting to be scooped up. For some reason Spear, a tribe yeah. of naked cannibal imps Spears. has taken up residence in the core mine and the crew fumble fucks their way to rolling a core back to the shuttle while being chased and leaving their commander behind. In a blatant excuse to get the commander's shirt off, the naked imp brigade stage a fight between the commander and a bunch of rocks, because that's a thing? Tech Sergeant Tokes a lot manages to beam the commander back on board just as Ceres and his crew reveal they've taken over the ship. Ceres tortures the head Thermian to get info from Jason about the mystical Omega-13 device when Jason has to reveal that he and his crew are all fakes. Ceres orders everyone executed and returns to his ship, but Jason and his crew plot and scheme their way to getting control of the ship back. Ceres chases the protector through a minefield and Jason plays chicken in a ruse to drag mines into Ceres' ship to destroy it. However, Ceres, never giving up and never surrendering, magically energy surges his way back to the Protector and poses as Sergeant Stoner and murders the bridge crew. In a last, desperate act, Jason activates Omega-13 which reverses time by 13 seconds, stops the attack and an emergency ship separation later, the Galaxy Quest cast crashes back to Earth just in time for their latest convention introduction. All of the crew come out bruised and confused as they are introduced. Jason learns to love and share the limelight as he saves the day yet again by shooting Ceres, who still wasn't dead, and cue the Galaxy Quest show revival credits. That is a great show. However, <laughs> is it just me, or for some reason, all the Thermians in their hominid form remind you of Nicolas Cage? I thought every <laughs> single cast member was just Nicolas Cage. Us, you are our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the ship is only this big oh ah. i yeah. really enjoy this show it is a guilty pleasure of mine i think it strikes so close wait, wait. to the star trek heart it does i, I want to hear i want to hear first impressions from jason just nice and nice and small just what did you think? So my first impressions are I did not have high hopes for this movie. I avoided this movie when it came out because, first of all, it had Tim Allen, and I'm not a Tim Allen fan. Right. Uh, and second of all, I thought it was going to be uh, a lot harsher to sci-fi fans and specifically Star Trek fans in general uh, than it, mm. what it actually was. And I thought it would be basically punching down, and I'm not interested in a movie about that. However, you just like doing it on the podcast. Uh, well, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. 
Uh, however, <sighs> however, I was pleasantly surprised. It actually was entertaining and funny, and I thought it was well done, well produced, and well acted. So it, it definitely wasn't a, a B movie. No, it, it was Guy Fleegerman. It wasn't. Like, it, this isn't my favorite movie by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, come on. I thought it was entertaining. This probably isn't something I would watch a whole lot again. What if you got it on a disc with Kane Ralph? Um, yeah, it would uh, probably twofer. never, ever get watched. Now, <sighs> now we. I need to know this. Did you ever pause the movie at any point in time? Uh, yes, I think I did because I had to get up and do things. Ah, uh, bull. Bull, I think I think you had to double check something because you do it on every movie that you ever watch. Double? No, I didn't have to double check anything on this movie. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> What'd you think about the sex scene, baby? Ah, yeah, that was yeah. yummy. So that was that was funny. I liked the the tentacles coming up. From oh yeah. So that was that was pretty entertaining. I actually liked that character a lot. Um, oh he yeah. Was, he was the. You know, basically the chill stoner that just, you know, let things happen. Definitely had a Kira moment. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought the movie was, was actually pretty good. So I I understand why people actually, you know, really like it now. But see, you know, what's great about that particular scene, though, it's it certainly isn't the, the what would you call that, CGI animation, whatever. It was Sam Rockwell's response. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that was priceless. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, Sam Rockwell God, was, was excellent in this movie. And I actually he enjoyed, was a scene stealer. Yeah, and I actually enjoyed Tony Shalhoub in this just because he, oh, he really he plays a, you know, the, the laid-back stoner. Oh, well, I think, boys get some WD-40 down here. We'll fix yeah. it. I think... I think <laughs> Sam Rockwell was designed to be the ste- the scene stealer because he was uh, what crewman number six or whatever crewman number six from episode uh, 80, eighteen right. eighty something yeah and no, his name is guy he's just yeah, guy his name's guy yes. guy <laughs> so I think I think they did that on purpose and that every scene that he was in was a little oh and then over when the they top. were on the planet getting the beryllium spheres oh, yeah, and they I were going to use the exact tactic yeah. from the episode that killed, that killed him. him yeah this is this, this is the one that i died in so and i love the way oh, that oh, when was, they were first saw the little guys coming out he's like did you guys ever watch the show <laughs> yes. yes yeah yeah and i loved they're gonna eat your face and i loved the fact that he was so paranoid about getting killed the entire time he was the only person on the bridge when saris did jump on and start murdering people he was the only one that didn't get shot yeah he was like yeah, everybody else died red shirt yeah. Well, absolutely. Good. I That's because he's not it's, number it's, six. He's paranoid about dying, and it's not paranoia if everybody's trying to kill you. That's very yeah. true. He's just on guard. Yeah. No, he was he was great. His character was awesome. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it goes without good. saying, and I probably shouldn't even pose the question, but what did you guys think of the movie? It was fun. It was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed it. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, same here. Just, just I, you know, I haven't watched it in a few years, but you know, I I saw it multiple times when it came out. Saw it in theaters. Uh, saw it when it DVD. came on video. Uh, I had owned, VHS and I own the V. Yep, I own the VHS. 
Uh, of course, I worked at Blockbuster at the time, so you know I, I think the last time I used to go to movies regularly, and I think the last movie I went and saw part of like you know there's a new movie coming out every couple of months. You go to the theaters to see it. I think the last time I saw one like that was Fright Night. Oh wow, that's been a while. 1985, best horror picture. Yeah, that's so, yeah, it's been a while. And as I recall, I was so cheap that was at the Dollar Theater at. Uh, that one over, uh, well, you know, we had dollar theaters. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Uh, it was it was really, uh, I mean, this movie is dated in and of itself uh, during the scene where Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman are talking to each other on the telephone and not their cell yeah. phones. Yeah. And Alan yeah. Rickman has a corded telephone. You notice he, his like character those. never took off his makeup or his, his never. mask. Came Not close after he thing. started fighting. Well, he had yeah. his hair pooching out. <laughs> yeah, his, he took some damage. But yeah, you never see his character without his mask. That's true. Well, it's, I guess it's like Spock's ears. Oh, well, this did. Leonard well, Nimoy this, never. This came out. 99. Okay. Yeah, 1999. <laughs> and it was a Christmas release. December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine, is with the release date. Well, it did really well in the box office. It was. It did. It it doubled, doubled itself. No, 80, it, it, uh, it did more than double. Well, it says forty five was the the budget, and it made ninety point seven. Um, uh, I had I had read some different numbers. Well, talking about doubling yeah. things, am I the only one that noticed that Gorney Weaver's had some augmentation since the first Alien movie? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that that on top of that, on top of that, did anybody notice that her shirt got progressively lower and lower and torn up as the movie went on? Oh, yeah, her, I'm her pretty zip, sure that her, was she zipped. It was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, they zip it up all the way up to the top, and then you know at the beginning, and then by the end when she's coming out, it you know she might as that well was just some belly button ring she had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when they they showed scenes from the original show from I guess back in the late seventies, early eighties, eighties, yeah, yeah she had must have had it. some super push up because I mean her boobs looked even bigger in those scenes than they did when they well, were see, doing back then. The TVs were rounded; they had oh, that convex. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, yeah. it, it enhanced. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> chortle, chortle, chortle. Yes. So uh, that 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 was one hell of a limo that took him up to the the space station in the beginning. Yep. Oh yep. yeah. That nice little limo. And uh, and uh, it's nice how uh, aliens can just get a limo. And what did you think about and, our young f- uh, fanboy? Ah, Justin Long. Yeah. In one of his early films. Well, this yep, was like Justin his first Long. film. Yeah, I think he was only, I think he's like Michael J. Fox. He was only like 62 when he made this movie because he and Michael J. don't age. Yeah, they yeah. really don't. Yeah, they so. They got that Dick Clark virus. This was, uh, this was one of his first films. Uh, it actually is his first film. And he was, he said he was pretty nervous, um, actually auditioning for it because there were some established actors that were also auditioning. Certainly. So. Um, and then shortly after, he actually, um, the the person that played, oh, what was her name? Uh, the, the female alien that uh, Tony Shalhoub. Little, 
Lilata. Uh, Lilia. What, uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. I got it right here. Do you? Yeah. Liliari. Missy Pyle. Yeah. Missy Pyle. So She's hilarious. He actually, Justin Long actually starred in a in Dodgeball with uh, mm-hmm. Missy Pyle later on. I guess it was about six years later. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I just think she's hilarious. Underdog story. Yeah. It's interesting. Missy Pyle is just one of the funniest actresses. Yeah. It's interesting to uh, see so many reactions from actual Star Trek actors on this movie, and they they absolutely love it. Actually, I think I've only seen one comment from uh, a Star Trek franchise actor that didn't really... It didn't really speak to him not liking the movie. He just said that it was inaccurate. But everybody, well, let me let me guess. Let me guess. It was George Takei. No, no. George Takei said that this was almost like a documentary. <laughs> he, <laughs> he loved this movie. So uh, this is from Wikipedia, the holder of all knowledge. Oh, okay, um, well, Wikipedia. Oh, shut up. <laughs> hey. They're a great place if you check your sources and then use the the actual site. If you just trust that site off the very get-go, you're rolling the dice. Well, so this is also uh, mirrored on on IMDb. So Okay. Um, George Takai says, I think it's a chillingly realistic documentary. Laughs. Uh, <laughs> the details in it, I recognized every one of them. Uh, it's a powerful piece of documentary filmmaking, and I do believe that when we get kidnapped by aliens, it's going to be the genuine, true Star Trek fans who will save the day. I was rolling in the nice. aisles, and Tim Allen had that Shatner-esque swagger down pat, and I roared <laughs> when the short or when the shirt came off. And Sigourney Weaver rolls her eyes and says, "There goes that <laughs> shirt again." How often do yeah. we see? Though, do we hear that on the set? Oh yeah. See, yeah. I imagine everybody from like Jonathan Frakes to Patrick Stewart to the dude who played Tuvok to William Shatner and even Will Wheaton liked this movie. Um, it was only Casey Biggs who played Damar on DS9. I don't even know who that is because DS9 sucks. It's um, funny that you mentioned the shirt thing with Next Gen because I watched a panel of Next Gen, uh, an old one from, oh God. It was like 2015, 2012. And Marina Sirtis, am I pronouncing her name correct? Mm-hmm. I believe so, yep. She was talking about how uh, there was a, a... Patrick Stewart was talking about a love scene that he wanted, a contemporary love scene that didn't have to go back three generations for his character. He wanted a contemporary love scene. And she said, yes, and we all know about how much you like taking that shirt off. <laughs> and everybody was laughing and she said well he's really he's and her, her quote was exactly he's very old but he's in great shape oh yeah did you see him in uh first contact oh yes man he had the the guns out dude is ripped I, hey he he took a note out of the playbook from ricardo montalban because that yeah. was all him and wrath Khan. yeah so dude is ripped i wouldn't want to yeah. mess with uh with john luke and his wife is like 30 years younger than him in real life. He probably so, benches you know. her. She probably could. <laughs> Drinks that muscle milk. <laughs> Cranks away with the old gravity-defying weights. But yeah, that was hilarious. So who was the, who was the person that voiced Descent? 
Uh, so that was the guy on DS9 who played Damar. His name is Casey Biggs. Uh, he basically said, uh, yes, I've seen Galaxy Quest, and no, it's not really like that. Damar. Damar. Okay, yeah. Damar. 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 That was the Vorta. Whatever. whatever. Was, yeah. He was the yeah. Vorta for That's the Jemadar uh, yeah. Dominion. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I never watched You DS9. can definitely tell he's not a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Damar. No, no. He wasn't the Vorta. He was the Kardashian. Kardashian. Oh, that's right. Damar that's was right. the Kardashian. Right. Damar, that, Damar, Damar, Damar. He was uh, the Kardashian. Dominion. I was thinking Wayun. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he was Kardashian. Ah, Kardashian. The Kardashians. The Kardashians. <laughs> oh my God, the Woo! Kardashian Empire. It's all abs and butts. Yep, yep. Oh my God. <laughs> nope. Uh, was he trying well, to Well, wait, up? wait, wait. That would work because you've also got um, um, Dad who, 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 who switched genders. Mm. That would fit with Star Trek. Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Jenner. Caitlyn I hadn't Jenner. even thought about that. No, no, she's Caitlyn now. She's Caitlyn. Mm, sorry. But I never thought about that. I'm getting this whole Cardassian, Kardashian thing going through my mind. It's just all a blur. <laughs> but it totally puts a whole new spin on that. It uh, does. Uh, yeah, you could make a show called Keeping Up with the Cardassians. Ooh. Oh. Nice. Especially nice. with the rebuilding after the the Dominion mm. War, mm. Yes. excellent. They could have like a reality series, following them around Cardassia Prime. Oh my God! Dude. What have I started? I love it. I love it. <sighs> it's there. That was a joke. Yes. And Quark, of course, oh, will God. have some kind of thing with mm. a franchise. Yeah. Oh man. You know, and at that point in time, you know, Armin I'm sure Schimmerman's one of the going to be doing it. One of the Cardassians would. Uh, Get up with you know Con- Kanye East or something. Oh shit! Possibly, possibly. Oh, you got to get Alexander Sadig. Oh god! Mm-hmm. You know he mm-hmm. had to change his name. It was Sadig El Fadal, but people could not pronounce it, so he changed it to Alexander Sadig. That's Doctor Julian Bashir. Gotta love the Star Trek. Are we done? Oh, we haven't even started. But please continue. So that'll buff out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not while I'm drinking my soda. Oh, my gosh. It almost came out of my nose. Yeah, so it's nothing like taking out Dad's sports car for the first spin and oh, ramming up against the, the side of the garage. <laughs> and, and I like garage. how all of, them, all of them are leaning. They're like, like that's going to help. Everybody, lean to the left. Lean to the left. <laughs> I know. Well, Sam Rockwell tried to help. Yeah. Get your hand off the stick. And the way he screamed when he just, anything came up. Laredo's <laughs> <laughs> got that scream. I know. I, I, I like how he uh, practiced by watching the shows and then just mimicking it. I mean, he wouldn't. <laughs> right. like, Pedal like, to the metal. All I got to do is visualize. That's right. He's basically just trying to re-remember the actions that he came up with. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Which part of it uh, required him to... Uh, make his lips disappear and poof them out. <laughs> Did well, you I didn't notice, notice that? that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So when they're showing it, when they're showing him doing it, he had he you know he he uh, put made his lips go you know sucked his lips in a little bit, but then poofed his cheeks out a little bit. You know as he's as he's driving, almost like uh, sticking your tongue out, but not quite. You know. Uh, well, you know, I have a feeling where I'm trying to drive a starship, I'd be doing that in my drawers. So. <laughs> What'd you think about the sound scraping in space? I this is a this is a comedy. 
It's a, it's satire. See, I, like I equated it to them. That's just what they heard inside. The yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what they heard inside. I the was ship. all ready for you. Reverberating on this one. all the way exactly. through the ship. No, it, so this wasn't trying to be realistic. This was this this was a comedy. I'm not gonna start nitpicking about you know technical things like that on a comedy. Okay. If this were the movie Gravity, I might pick on that. What about Star Wars? Star Wars. Does it bother you in Star Wars? It does a little bit. I think some of the I think some of the later Star Wars movies they've they've backed off on that and and gone a little bit more realistic. But yeah, the the early movies, the the screaming ion engines with the with the tie fighters uh, oh, coming past. Oh, I mean, that it's, is Star Wars. It is Star Wars, and it's it's iconic. Well, and I don't think the movie would be the same without it. Well, it's happening in a galaxy far far, far away, right? Because so the laws of there. physics are different uh-huh. in a galaxy yep. far far away. You're right. Well, see you if you know. get far enough away, the the laws of physics. Fl- Physics reverse, they flip. Oh, well, they're called the laws of flippics. Flippics. <laughs> yep. They are called the laws of flippics, actually. Oh, my God. Semi-fluidic space. So did you guys notice in the in the movie when they were getting to the chompers, Sigourney Weaver Oh, says, yeah, they had to edit that. that. They yeah. had to they edit had to that edit out. out the F-bomb. Yeah. So they, they had to edit out the They want to keep it PG. Yeah. But they left it. They left the uh, uh, the way she said it. In there like that yes. on purpose. Uh, oh so yeah, I, uh, and that, yeah, and how she wanted to uh, actually. Uh, uh, Laredo's character did that once too at the very beginning of the green. Yeah, but yeah, and I, the person that wrote this episode should die. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. So they actually did a lot oh, of editing yeah. on this movie because originally the movie had a much darker tone. Yes, but. Uh, in order to avoid an R rating, they they lightened the tone and made it a comedy. And then to avoid a PG thirteen rating, they took out, you know, the the fuck this and and put screw this instead. Yeah, yeah. It kind of makes you wonder what some people are thinking when it comes to designing a ship, though. The chompers, the belching fire floor. Well, I mean, it was it was all the, they they designed this ship based on the TV show, well, the silly so, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of makes you wonder what they were thinking. So, what did yeah? What did the chompers do? Like, were those the they giant pistons they were a plot that like? Com- no, no. I, I like to think that they compressed the the fuel down. You know, kind of like an internal combustion engine. You know. Ah, so if mm-hmm. we could see the inner workings. Yes. You got yes. to see the inner workings. The, the chom- Those are just the valves. The chompers were smushing nothing. They smushed his gun. Yeah, they did. I thought it was neat how it had a gooey element. <laughs> it had a gooey right. center. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, did anybody notice the rifle in that the uh, the reptilians were carrying? On the ship, yeah, yeah, I saw it, but is it something unique about? Well, it? at first, I thought it looked like the rifles, uh, the Zorg rifles from the Fifth Element. Oh, Fifth Element, but didn't Fifth Element come out after this? No, no, Fifth Element came out before this. It did, yeah, yeah. Um, but after looking at both the Zorg rifle and this rifle, they're they're not the same. But man, it sure does look a lot like it. What do you glance. think about Saren's? Bad guys. Weren't they cool looking? I thought the well, costuming see, on everything was really good. I th- 
the the minute I saw those, I equated them to hippie turtles. I mean, they looked like turtles with dreadlocks. Right. But the way he kept throwing yeah. out those spines on the side, it oh, made me yeah, think yeah, of that yeah, yeah. animated movie, uh, A Bug's Life with the Locusts. Oh, yeah. 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 So Hopper, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought the effects were were actually top notch on this movie. It was it was surprising with this being, you know, a comedy. Typically the effects kind of take a back seat. But uh, yeah, the, well, uh wasn't it uh uh Winston was in this? Wasn't he the uh I think I think he was the puppeteer. Stan Winston? Oh yes, yes, Stan Winston was a special effects. Yeah, yeah. And uh Saris is uh uh, headpiece was the mouth was uh, completely articulated by the actor. Really? So when he yeah, talked, it, it moved. Wow! Or? It it moved. Yeah, yeah. That it was attached to his. Technology. It was attached to his jaw. Yeah. That's serious. in some form or fashion. Yeah. Too cool. Way too cool. Well, I am very pleased, Mr. Jason, that you enjoyed the film. That it did not disappoint. Yeah, it was it was good. There was talk of them doing a sequel or a series based off this film. That oh no, I say leave it. Yeah, leave it as is. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it needs a sequel. I don't think it needs a series or a follow up. Especially now that Rickman's gone, I don't think it would would have the same heart because he was he was a central part of this film, and I don't think replacing so. him would uh, would benefit anything. So. The only thing that would have made his character better is if somewhere inside the film, somewhere he would have said yippee ki <laughs> <laughs> And just let it trail off, just quietly, softly to himself, yippee ki <laughs> It's been perfect. Yeah. The, uh, so I just read something here that, uh, you, you know, so read? they had a, yeah. So, wow. you know, they kind of alluded to Star Trek and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they kind of, Parody the USS Enterprise being part of the Starfleet. Uh, so the prefix for the protector's yeah. registration number was NTE thirty one twenty, which you would think is some sort of space federation, but it was it actually stood for not the Enterprise. Right. Seriously, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what the visual effects supervisor uh, said in oh, an interview. How funny! It, was, it stood for not the Enterprise. Nice. I kind of thought the ship looked pretty neat. Uh, the ship had kind of good. a 747 feel to it. Yeah, the ship was a good design. It looked it looked cool. I don't know that it was practical, but it looked cool. Yes. In general, I was well pleased with the show overall. It's a nice guilty pleasure. All right, so... Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? what? Wait what? a minute. I did some research on the fly. No way. Yeah. Apparently... What's his music going to sound like? I've got some somewhere. Just a fly? Yeah. Help me. Help me. Okay, so apparently as early as July 2018, they are still in the uh, talks, or they're still, they still have plans to continue forward with a Galaxy Quest series. Mm, yeah. No. There's, there's plans for a lot Especially, of things that never, that never happen. Yeah. That well, this this tough. is coming from uh, uh, what Shearer, I guess the uh, uh, one of the presidents, uh, Paul Shearer. Um, 
the writer, one of the writers. I don't know. Who knows? All right. So who's who's got awards to give out? I got all kinds of awards. <laughs> Start <laughs> off. Go for it. Who's got your black lung, Rob? Uh, black lung. Well, I went with Ceres and his ship when it took a big old shot to the chin of uh, of mines. Uh, mines. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, Red. Ah, uh, let's see. Smoking, smoking. I didn't see any smoking. Oh, there was smoking. There, there was also Ceres himself was, after the yeah, first was, volley. Well, yeah, I think I'll go with Ceres because at the very end when he blew up, yeah. they turned oh. him into a firework. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Little, that was kind of cool. I'll go with that one. So he's actually got my black lung award for that exact reason um at the very end where he uh he shoots him and basically disintegrates i was actually thinking cancer sticks i didn't i don't recall seeing any cancer sticks no no No. cancer sticks and that's probably part of the the whole pg rating thing yes (laughs) yeah you can't show smoking but you can see a guy that's shit-faced right right uh head lush so my head lush is gonna go to jason or the commander uh, because oh, yes. he was definitely the one that was getting uh, very, very drunk uh, at the looked beginning. Ten be minutes into the blended, movie. Looked to be a blended scotch. Man. Yeah, yeah. And he was pretty much three Wasn't sheets that Glenn to Livid the wind. he was drinking? Yeah, I think so. Three sheets to the wind at the beginning of the movie. So he's got my head lush. Uh, Red, who's got yours? As, a, as that's mine as well. Yours, okay. Yeah. Mine as well, because I, I even timed it. It was 10 minutes into the movie, and he was hitting hitting the ball. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah. uh, he, he lives up to Jason's all across the world with getting lit. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rob, who's got your player? Player, I am going to go with uh, Fred and Lala Leela. Lariari? Yeah, Lariari. There we go. Fred and her. Getting it busy, tentacles and everything. It's uh, like an old Japanese or new, yeah, <laughs> or new, new Japanese porno. Yeah, you're right. Red. Oh well, I'm going with Nesmith. He was able to rekindle something with Sigourney Weaver. So you're right. Yeah, man's got man's got game. He does, and there's nothing like you know intense situations to bring people closer together. Not to mention, remember all the all the ladies at the beginning at the con. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, they yeah. were they were losing their minds just him standing nearby. That's true. And men too. I'd rather not. I block certain <laughs> things out. Uh, my player I'm just in the twentieth century. Yeah, my player award is going to go to uh, Laliari as well for uh, for. Jane seducing uh, seducing Sergeant Stoner. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Sergeant he even knew that she was basically a, uh, an alien Cephalopod. octopus. And yeah. he, was, he was fine with that because apparently she uh, well, good tentacle. Well, once you go tentacle. Yeah. Imagine what she can and do. And my Purple Hippo Award is going to go to Tech Sergeant Chin, a.k.a. Sergeant Stoner. Uh, because yeah, he was yeah, pretty man. much baked the entire time. Tuh. Oh, see, and I'm sorry, I'm going Rockwell. You're going Rockwell after after he had his transport in the human body condom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
That man was seeing some stuff. Yeah, he was, he was seeing some stuff. I remember being scared like that once when I was a small child. I woke up from a nightmare and I just wanted to scream and I was so scared I could not produce sound. I had to literally calm myself down enough to scream hysterically. Had you been so, just ejaculated from a space station? No, I was actually being chased around my backyard by small female vampires in polka dot footy pajamas. <laughs> I was like what five. The hell? <clears throat> it was such a traumatic event that I actually do remember the dream. There were there were girls from my school, I'm assuming. They were my age, and they were wearing little footy pajamas. Remember the ones yeah. you had? I don't know if they still make them for kids. Oh, my God. And uh, the ones that are specifically designed to slide across Grandma's yeah. kitchen floor in the morning. Yeah. And they were chasing me around, trying to, to, to tear me apart. And they were they were white pajamas with various colors of polka dots all over. Oh, that is! I don't want to laugh at your childhood trauma, but that is one of the it funniest absolutely things I've ever me. Absolutely that terrified awesome. me. But yeah, I've, I know that scream. And I thought he did a great job with it. Oh, wow. All right, Rob, who's got your purple hippo? <laughs> uh, I basically went with Fred as well. I mean, he, he had his own stash of potato chips or something. Uh, he was always <laughs> munching on. So, I mean, he carried around a bag of something. The well, entire he time. He was a little hungry. He was, a, he, was then, he was a former boy scout. He's always prepared. Right. Always prepared. And then, and then when they're eat, when they're at dinner, you gonna eat that? You know. It is yeah, a, that looks you know, other people's food. Some dank kush makes you hungry, man. Apparently. Oh, there. I, I learned what that word meant just two years ago. <laughs> however, however, I did. I learned what the word dank meant two years ago. Nice. I was gonna say, don't however, go getting you know, me all triggered. <laughs> Yo, I be fleek. Okay. Uh, you should stop For that. our younger hip audience, they'll that dig now. that. Mm. Just because you can say a thing doesn't mean you should. Right. Yes. Bet. I, I do want to give... Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> bet. Sound like my kids. I, I do want to give Fred some props, though. He, you know, he went from high as a kite to sober in about... 10 seconds whenever he had to, you know, well, from what I've heard about the dope, was. from what I've heard about the dope, when it gets real serious, you can sober up pretty quick when you're something happens with the old adrenaline there. Yeah. So apparently gotcha. that's what the 420 dope does for you. You can shake it off a lot better than you can the booze or a, right. or a warm shower. Sure. Yeah. There's that. All right, so I think this is the part of the podcast where we pick our next movie. Well, we don't really pick our next movie. It's forced upon us. We pick a number, and the number magically mm-hmm. picks our next movie. Yeah, I still think you, well, no, we've proven that you don't have it free. <laughs> we just did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you had your way, we would have never done this. And look at the gym you would have been missing out on. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a side defense. Mark this in your calendar. 
Jason was proven wrong again. Mm-hmm. No, Jason just said somebody else was right. I'm oh, not going to yeah, say he I'm was sorry. proven wrong. <laughs> That's true. We're That's not going to jack with the fabric of our universe. All right, our who's picking the number and pick split. it? You've got, uh, let's see, we've got 111 titles still on the spreadsheet. You need to pick a number between 2 and 112. Why don't we ever pick number one? Because that's the header. That's the header. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was wondering. We never get to choose number one. Yeah. Because I think he has a he has a hey. column that does okay. a random you wanna number. Pick, you want to pick number sorts. one? You want to pick number one? We'll pick number one. <laughs> no, I was just <laughs> wondering. It was just a sincere one. one. Is going to be movie title. <laughs> it was just a sincere question. <laughs> Next week know. we are going to watch movie the tantalizing. Title. Sci-fi romp called movie title, starring random number. Back in <laughs> never number. Everybody dies. Between two, I just need to and one twelve. Somebody pick one. Throw out a number. Um, okay, how about how about red? You pick one number. I'll pick another. We add that together and come up with what we want. All right. So you can't pick a I'd number pick. higher than 55. Right on. <laughs> well, so much for that idea. 69. No. No, I was going to pick 111. <laughs> 111. I will just pick leave. negative 30. Just, just, oh, jerk. <laughs> All right. Number lines go both ways. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Um, I will pick 34. Okay. 34. All right. Well, then I will pick number 77. So that should put it at 111. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. So so you wanted to pick 111 is what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. One. Well, 34 11. plus 77 is 111. Well. Drum roll, uh, please. You know, I don't like it when he does that well. It yeah, looks like we're going to be reviewing. It's kind of like the doctor's about to tell you, we're going to have to do another test. The good news is it's not going to be expensive. The bad news is it involves a camera. <laughs> Up the nether region. Okay. All right. So we're going to go back to a series. Shit. For uh, number 111. <laughs> a series about a bounty hunter that rides the Old West fighting bad guys, many with futuristic type gadgets. This stars Bruce Campbell, Julius Carey, Christian Clemenson. Quantum Leap? No, that didn't have <laughs> I know. Bruce Campbell in it. That's true. Oh, no, I know this one. It's um, mm-hmm. uh, The Adventures of... Briscoe County Junior. County Junior, that's right, that's right. Oh, okay. TV series from 1993 his, to 1994. His, his sidekick oh. uh, was the actor that played Worf's brother. On Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation and DS9, he yeah, also Julius played the Candyman in the Candyman movie series. Yes, yes, I think so. And that's what we would have reviewed had we been able to find it. However, Briscoe County Junior is not available online, not available on disc in the time and that we not had worth twenty one dollars. Well, I don't know, I don't know that. that. It's just I still just I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we do, we just can't find it. So. We are going Ash to... for president, baby. Right. We're going to pick again. Um, so now we have 
110 titles on the list. Woo, man, that was the quickest review we've ever done. Yeah. And somebody needs to pick a number between 1 and 110. How's that? 72. 72. All right. And this one I know that we can find, and uh, it's going to be a good one. So No, it's not. You get if to Jason shut up says now. it's a good one, it means it's probably going to be shit. You get to shut up now. <laughs> no. You can't so, stop me. Next week, we are going to discuss the movie about an astronaut who becomes stranded on Mars after his team assumes he's dead and must rely on his ingenuity to find oh, a way to fuck signal yeah. to the, the far out astronaut with Jerry Lewis. Oh, oh sweet baby Jesus. Directed by Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon. Jessica Chastain and Kristen Wiig. It is 2015's The Martian. Based cool. Off Can the we book eat by poutine Andy while Weir. we watch it? Yes, we. You should eat potatoes while you watch it. <laughs> Keep Dude, I've read. Up. You don't want to run out. I've read this book like three times. Oh, really? And oh, seen the movie right just as many. Let's do nice. this. Awesome Let's movie. Do it. It just completely holds up. Uh, wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> well, okay, that's a lie. I'd change a few things. Book was better. But so next, week, is. next week, we're going to do The Martian. Oh, I'm on. Well, thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast. Or email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. I'm Jason. I'm Red. I'm Rob. And we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>